Yes, people can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed clearly and effectively. Welcome to the Research and Destroy podcast. Here's what we do. Step one, we take a subject. Step two, research the shit out of that subject. And step three, destroy the subject as we discuss what we found. With your hosts, John, Adam, and Justin. I am John Leary from another planet. I'm Adam from this planet. And I'm Justin from uh, somewhere else. Not planets. No planets at all. John, I could have I could have called that. I could have made a million dollars betting on that. <laughs> Those millionaire I'm podcast a- listeners really need to chime in here for the next episode. I'm I thought, happy you don't have a million dollars. Jesus Christ. I was so a little surprised you didn't say take me to your leader, though. That seems no. like a... Yeah. I at least got to say my name. I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so what we're talking about today is aliens. Uh, alien hair guy from Ancient Aliens. Um, oh, yeah. The meme. Aliens, for those that don't know, are... I mean, I guess it's got a couple definitions, but the one we're talking about is uh, life from from not this planet. Extraterrestrials. Right? Yeah. yeah, some would call it that. I was I was reading a little bit earlier, and, and tell me if I'm stepping on toes here, but astrobiology? Ooh. Ooh. No. That's not what I'm talking about, but that's what, something I read. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. So it used to be called exobiology, and when I saw that, I was like, all right, I've heard that term. But astrobiology is is the study of life not originating from Earth, I guess, or from mm-hmm. other, yeah, other, other places. So, John, before you started researching this, how much did you know about aliens, or how, what were your thoughts on stuff before we started? I, I, know, I know nothing about aliens, because you know what? Aliens have never come to this planet ever. You don't yet. think so, huh? That we know of. That we know of. Well, okay. That you know of. That I know of. But okay. I mean, maybe the government knows some shit. But here's the thing. I feel like the technology involved to get here from the, even the nearest planet, the nearest planet that can handle life. That we know If you of. have the technology, yeah. If you have the technology to get here, it's, man, you, you're probably not even going to bother. <clears throat> like, why? Like, why come know. here? Uh, I got cynical way too early in the podcast. Sorry, hold on. Yeah. Let me back that up. They're like, um, oh my God, yeah. I love dinosaurs. And they get here and they're all extinct. They're like, what the fuck? Because it took so long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to see, you got to like break the speed of light to get here. It is just, it's, it's a big hassle. So I don't know. I just feel like we haven't seen them yet. I think, I think it's an inconvenience. A, <laughs> 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 it just takes so much time. Ah, you know, I hate the commute. <laughs> It's just, it's like, do they have to come here? I think there's, there's a sort of like, there's, <laughs> hold on. I'm getting to Wait, a point. Who said anything about them coming here? What if they just chill on their planet? Do you believe in them then? That's a good question. Like, what if they're just like, listen, somebody on Earth doesn't care about us. His name is John Leary. Let's just not go there. Then John's just like, well, that's fine. I don't believe in you anyway. It's like, what's, what's the, what does it mean if they can't come here? What if they still exist? Do you care? Are you, are you saying I cause a problem? No, I want them to exist. Like, wow. I want to believe, Adam. I want to oh, believe. Okay, okay, okay. That's the thing. I like that. Okay. I like that. Be- because here's the thing. If there's aliens out there and they've come to Earth, then they have the technology that can probably just save us from ourselves, right? Because we're just... Or take us over. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, there's that, yeah. <laughs> I, knew you, alien- I, I, I had a feeling that you would go that route, Justin. Most alien movies don't end with them being like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, look what <laughs> we found. Some yeah. cool stuff going on here. the cure to cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, like, drop it on the ground and leave. Yeah, probably not. Thanks for the cure. <laughs> I've been looking for this. <laughs> 
Did right. I answer your question, Justin? I think so. Adam, what about you? What did you think about alien stuff? Um, I don't. I, I, I believe in there obviously being life other places, but as far as what we kind of think of and we think of extraterrestrials and that kind of life form that are, I don't don't believe that it's anywhere near what we're projecting and what we projected in kind of novels or in movies or TV, whatever, too. I did some Start investigation. Start with novels, of course, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> in comic books. Uh, I read books. Oh, I would have been like <laughs> but, movies. Yeah, or movies, whatever. The first um, one that was in film a long time ago, too, where the, because they had limitations, they made them look like people because they had to have people in costumes. So then, like, from then forward, it's all these iterations of kind of people-like stuff. I don't know if I believe in that entirely. Like, there's this kind of... Like I kind a of bipedal more... humanoid type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I think I would believe more like in, like, a H.P. Uh, Lovecraftian kind of weird squid-like whatever the crap over people. Hmm. People Why? like humanoid. Or any I don't know, just, just random... Biology. It's just something totally not human. Like, what are the chances they're going to be human-like, given the circumstances? Like, what are the chances that it's one versus the bajillion of other things that could, they could look like or could be like? Yeah. So, I, I'd like to think that there's something out there, but is it like, like we yeah. think it is? It's pretty fucking small. That's just that's my opinion. But well, but I like there's some. Wrong as well. There's but look at you look at the life on Earth, right? And like it, a lot of life on Earth. Granted, it did, I guess, originate in some of the same places. They have a lot of the same systems. Like they have limbs, they have legs, they have you know, mm-hmm. um, wavelengths of light detectors, right? Mm-hmm. Like they've all got yeah. very similar tools to their anatomy. Yeah. But if you, if you think about like, we've had to adapt to our environment on earth with our sun and our moon and our atmosphere, our level of, you know, everything else, our level of water. We're trying to find out another planets that are like ours that might have those. What if well, there's life on other planets? Yes. But like, that there, we know that life parameters. exists like this. So that's why we're looking for other conditions like this. Sure, because we're looking for people. We're looking for like people like aliens. But what, yeah. I mean, far we're away for carbon-based life forms. Sure, but who's to say that those can't exist? I mean, maybe I, mean, I don't know shit. But who's to say that they can't exist in like different conditions and the adaptions force them to look totally different and behave totally different where they don't? I, have I agree with that. I yeah yeah. Like water. On a deeper level, we, we we keep looking for something that's like way more advanced than us, and they want it, we want it to like save us, which is just uh, which is just basically humans being lazy. <laughs> We're just but, like, you said, but you said the aliens were lazy. So if the humans are lazy <laughs> and the aliens are lazy, everyone's we just are their fucked. I yeah. think John's <laughs> projecting. That's the point. <laughs> Speaking oh, of uh, John, uh, are you ready to, to do this thing? <clears throat> me, 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 me. I am you, ready. You, you, what would you, you like? You. I'd like you to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Now that we've recorded our opinions... I think we should investigate to find out whether or not our opinions are based on good reasons. Regarding aliens, have you guys ever seen aliens ever? Have you ever guys had an encounter with an alien ever? I have to ask. No. Like, a, oh, in real no. life. Like, have I seen the movie Aliens? Yes. I mean, that doesn't Ooh, count, man. obviously. Um, <laughs> I have never wor- seen. I've seen that is the worst lights- of, the, uh, of those movies, by the way. Are you kidding Alien me? 4. No. Well, Alien 4 Alien is, 4 bad, is but- the worst. Okay, Aliens 2, or Aliens, is overrated. Uh, no, it's good campy action sci-fi. I love it. Mm, Alien is a great, Alien is a great space horror movie, thriller, whatever the term is. Classic. Alien 3 is, why is that one so good? I have debates with a certain person that we all know uh, on this subject all the time. He's a big fan of Aliens, the James Cameron sequel. I'm a big fan of Alien 3. He says that's the worst one of all of them. Uh, no, Alien 4 is for sure the worst one. Alien 4 is terrible, yeah. Yes, oh my god. I I think at some point, one of the aliens was like hanging, 
Uh, yeah. They're trying to suck it out the 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 cabin. Doesn't it say or, mommy or something? It goes help me. Yes, or kill right. me or something like that. It's kill so me. bad. Yeah. It's the yeah. worst. You know what? It but got alien- rewritten uh, multiple times mid production. Is that That's so? What, yes, and the guy that came in this to like save it was uh, the dude that wrote the Avengers. Uh, oh, the Russo uh, guys? No, no, no. The the first Avengers. Oh, what's the uh, guy's name? I'm blanking on his name. He directed Buffy the Vampire nerd, Slayer. Take, take my nerd card away. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the ex- uh, singer, Brian Singer. No, god damn it, dude. No. Um, oh boy. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'll think. I'll think of it. Take both our cards away. Anyways, I think so, Alien yeah. Three is better than Alien Two, so that that's my opinion. All right, so no, I've Alien never had 2, an alien experience of any kind. <laughs> and and Adam said no, also. So so I mean, you know, lots of people say they have. Um, so so because lots of people say they have, they had to create sort of a how would I put it like a scale, a spectrum of 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 what they call close encounters of when people deal with aliens on some sort of level. So the they organized it is, in some way, ranked it. It's more of a uh, more of a like a threat level, like George W. Bush made after nine eleven type midnight. of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. got it. Now I yeah. get it. Yeah. Didn't Do you guys before. know? I mean, you guys have heard of the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, I assume, yeah. right? From back in the seventies. Yeah, it's a good uh, movie yeah. actually. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. Spielberg did a great job with that one, actually. Probably that, the thing good. that features mashed potatoes in my favorite way. <laughs> Like, like you tuned in just for the scene where he's like playing with the mashed potatoes and you're like, God, he's wasting them. Just eat them already. Just eat them. Gravy <laughs> on them. Jesus. Maybe that guy's an alien. In that, put a gravy in that fucking mashed potato mountain. It's making more delicious. Devil's Tower or whatever. <laughs> All right. So um, what? There are seven levels of close encounters. So basically they're saying there. Are, so the, the, the ufology people, UFO UFOlogy, for lack of a better way of saying that, yeah. Um, people who study <laughs> people, yeah, it just sounds weird. It's because there should be two O's in the middle there, but whatever, it's fine. Um, UFOlogy. ufology, they made, yeah, they made up the scale <clears throat> of, of the different types of close encounters that we can have with people from or with beings from another uh, planet. So, uh, I know, I said it right. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm anthropomorphizing. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, I'm yeah, going to yeah. go through all seven of these, by the way, because I didn't even know there were seven. I thought there were three. And then they made a movie called Close or uh, Parent. Uh, who's who's Parent that model? Was it? No. <laughs> yeah. They made Parent Trap. They made Parent Parents. Trap, which is about the uh, the fourth kind. Or, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a movie called it's a movie. It's a movie called The Fourth Kind, which I urge people to see all the time. And they just I never won't. do. So nope. you, you will. I'm begging you to. Uh, anyway. All right. So talk to me about it. Let's start at number one. Close Encounters of the First Kind. So Can this I ask is before the, you start? Does it start yes. with, does it scale to where seven's the most intense kind of contact? Seven, seven, seven is the most intense, yes. I'm starting okay. at the very, like, the base level, yeah. Hmm. Close Encounters of the Point First to Kind. to the sky, so, alien. <laughs> you know, as funny as that was, that's that's almost exactly correct, yeah. Oh. Close Encounters of the First Kind is, is, is literally a visual sighting of an unidentified flying object. That is okay. it. I've it's had that kind, then. Have I've had really? things that didn't. I've seen things. I saw something once fly through the sky that did not look like an airplane. Really? It was a light at night that didn't have like the standard blinking um, mm-hmm. on on the wings. Yeah, it didn't have all the things that you know an airplane or a helicopter type thing has. Dang, you're on the you're on the spectrum. Oh, well, I mean, you multiple are spectrum. ways. I'm I probably was, sure. I always one. thought Justin was on the spectrum. Yeah. So Adam, have you ever had a close encounter of the first nope. kind? No. Nope. Really? You never had a visual sighting? I haven't either. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for seven though. So let's keep. I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know if you want that, man. It's body replacement. Um, <laughs> it is an alien. It's like one foot in front of you. <laughs> it's just distance. That's all that it is. Pulls off a human mask. Um, I wouldn't say that I thought it was an alien. I just didn't. It didn't. I didn't recognize what it was. 
You saw right. something in the sky with it was clearly it's flying an unidentified like a, flying yes, object. But I wouldn't say, right. oh, that is an alien spaceship. It was just like sure. I don't know what it is. But it could have been. The actual definition says visual sightings of an un- of an unidentified flying object seemingly less than 500 feet away, which that that kind of hurts everything there because if you saw it like mm, where planes should be, I don't know how far be, away 500 feet are. Yeah, <laughs> not that. So far. that's the thing. Yeah, and it says uh, seeming less than 500 feet 500 feet away that show an appreciable angular extension and considerable detail. So I don't think even you angular had extension appreciable ang- angular extension an appreciable angular extension. Yeah, what John has on his Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you look at my Tinder profile? You son of a bitch. Sorry, I'm curious. <laughs> no, you should be. So none of my us have had a close goodness. encounter the first kind, but the, <laughs> but there is. Uh, it goes on. There are seven other close encounters you can have. Six close encounter of the of the second kind. Thank yeah. you. Close encounter of the second kind is where physical effect is alleged. So that means basically there's interference with the functioning of a vehicle or an electronic device. You're driving your car. The lights start to flash. Actually, this actually happens in close encounters of the third kind, the movie he's driving mm. his car. Oh, yeah. uh, I think he's at a, he's at a, um, uh, he stops at a train track and the lights in his car start just blinking like this. And the lights mm, of the yeah, train track. Yeah. Start blinking and everything. Um, it says uh, uh, se- se- with a second kind um, animals will react to it. There's a physiological effect, something like say, uh, being feeling paralyzed or like heat discomfort that kind of stuff um, mm-hmm. or there's a physical trace like impressions in the ground so you guys know obviously about the um, crop circles right oh okay sure. yeah yeah okay so basically when you affect vegetation like that or there's some kind of chemical trace that's a close encounter of the second kind meaning okay. you never saw the alien but there's probably evidence of them having been there at some point okay. so okay close encounters of the third kind just like the movie um, is where there's actually an animated creature present. This is where it's sort of really... How like, animated? Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess... <laughs> so kind of, what kind of question is that? There's a snake <laughs> in my boot. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is literally a creature that's alien to your boot. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. For sure. That's, that's yeah. true, yeah. Well, uh, good question, Adam, and it actually answers that question. It says, okay. these include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. So okay. to say you've had a close encounter of the third kind means you not only saw the unidentified, unidentified flying object, you saw someone piloting it. Wait, you saw a that yeah. last part. You said a human yes. piloting a UFO. That might have been a slip of my tongue. Just restate, restate the definition then. Uh, okay, so a close encounter of the third kind is a UFO encounter in which an animated creature is present. Period. These include humanoids robots yep. and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a ufo wait Actually, what I'm, what I'm alien second time yeah yeah what alien would let a human <laughs> fly their ship maybe they're just really cool aliens bro why don't you get off their backs you know what i mean <laughs> these are the laziest to... aliens they crash ever. their saucer like i'm so fucking drunk you drive <laughs> yeah like, maybe they even have like self-driving pilot stuff right now you think aliens don't we have do. that shit we do. I'd like to think so. I mean, it'd be nice, but hey, I don't know Who's, what these aliens Which are. alien thinks, is there a training program? Which alien thinks that a human can fly a UFO without training? You, It's easy, dummy. You just, the thing was backwards. You turn the post-it upside down. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has the password on there for the login credentials, and you log right. in, and you put your you... hand on it, and then it just flies. Justin's way of teaching Sorry. you, Adam, is to say, it's easy, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> My I mean, son's like, going to turn out good. No, it's, that's fair. I mean, whatever works, but yeah. 
Um, okay. It actually, so the third kind is actually broken down here, which I don't know why they break specifically break down this one, because but, but I think it's because when you go from second to third, you're really like taking a huge step at this point. Right. So mm -hmm. the UFO researcher by the name of Ted, I don't, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to mispronounce this. B L O E C H E R. Ted Bloker. Ted Blecker. Um, he said there are six subtypes Blocher? for the. Uh, you know what? That sounds really or, nice. Actually. Could be German though too. B L O E C H E R. Blecker. B L O E C H E R. Blocher. Blocher. True. Yeah. Blocher. Mm. Oh, it sounds pretty. Leave it. It to sounds the Europe, pretty yeah. when Adam says it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> are you were you born there? Or are you born here? Wait, me? Yeah. Yeah. No. You're American. Yeah, I'm American. Oh. I was about to call him an alien. Yeah, damn American. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Get, all right, get it done. So, so yep. Close Encounters of the Third Kind is broken down into six six other different subtypes here. All right, break it. Um, so, so A, an entity is observed only inside the UFO. B, an entity is observed inside and outside the UFO. Nice. C, an entity, an entity is observed near to a UFO, but not going in or out. Nice. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> d right, entity is observed period no ufos are seen by the observer but ufo activity has been reported in the area at about the same time e an entity is observed but no ufos are seen and no ufo activity has been reported in the area at that time f no entity or ufos are observed but the subject experiences some kind of intelligent communication in quotes what was the last one uh, last one is no entity or ufos are observed but the subject, as in the witness, I guess, yeah. experiences some kind of, quote, intelligent communication. Okay. So, so you're hearing I voices? I think... Um, How do you attribute I will never, Yeah, I will, never experience, I will never experience any kind of intelligent communication on this podcast ever. Oh. But, why, <laughs> but why? What what made them make these breakdowns of three? Like, are there that many cases where they're like, we got a three? Well, what kind of three? Like, is there real or a reason for it? When you, you hear you are four... Exactly, you're exactly right because yeah, because it takes a huge step from the second kind to the third kind. The second kind, you don't actually see anything. You just see yeah, the, but the, the the evidence afterwards. Go right. ahead. So it's all immediate contact. That's but all. What, three yeah. is all about that. What reason is there to have three B versus three C, where somebody is inside versus outside the vehicle? When it's like they're aliens we're talking about. Like who's logging this and needed to put down? We got a we got a three B here. As opposed my, to a three C. Well, maybe you, you can want talk my honest about, answer. Yeah, because there's a lot of bullshitters out there. Boom, shakalaka. Yes. So you have to take them super seriously and make yeah. a list. Yep. Well, but there should can... be a, a seventh subtype: bullshitters, basically. Yeah. yeah so that's all of them. <laughs> the yeah. uh, <laughs> listen. So this is why, though, I think because if you're going to trend data, you have to be able to way to categorize. Because like we don't know what step four is yet, or fourth kind is yet. I imagine that's abduction. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I imagine it's you're aboard the ship. I bet that's what that is or physical contact to, we'll get there but that's get to it or oh okay. yeah give me a second but i think that three well yeah tell us four and then maybe that'll help us understand why three is so yeah 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 uh, so, so fourth sub so the close encounter to the fourth kind um is uh when you are a human is abducted by ufo or its occupants yeah Boom, this was not included everybody in the drink. original scale right yeah i mean it's fine <laughs> justin's um, piloted one of these ufos i'm going you think so yeah. i'm the yeah. human that <laughs> from your previous that's why story he knows so much that's why he keeps calling me dumb <laughs> <laughs> Justin would just do that anyways because it's Justin. But uh, it's, I didn't mean to call you dumb, thing. buddy. All right. <laughs> I feel like this is where we should really take the big step because, like, the fourth kind is where, like, that's where it gets real. That's when it's like aliens are showing. Uh, so, third kind aliens are showing up. You can see them. They're hanging around. Yada yada. Who knows what they're doing? 
But the yeah, fourth yeah. kind, they're like, we're kidnapping you. Like, we're taking you into the UFO, and now it's time to to hang out here. With Whatever the happened to the here. other four, which was just like, hey, you want to get a meal or something? Or, hey, <laughs> walk me around the planet for a bit. Hey, what do you call this, yeah. a mall? Right, take me to your leader Alien. type contact. Yeah. Three is like, Aliens you see are- one. Four is like, yoink, in the spaceship. <laughs> well, but they're categorizing what they found, not what they think yeah. would be. They're categorizing the stuff they had, report- had reported to them. Yeah, it just, yeah, weird. What Adam is saying is aliens aren't good at, like, play. You know what I mean? They're not good yeah, right. at, like, they're a wooing creatures. Yeah. They're straight, yeah, they're straight, straight to the creatures. yoink. Yeah. Just straight, straight to the yoink. <laughs> <laughs> straight to the yoink, which is basically, yeah. Warm me up just, a little bit first. <laughs> <laughs> buy me a drink, aliens. Yeah, where they basically just force you, force you into their UFOs. Force you into their that. UFOs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of meant to do that. I don't really yeah. know. Perfect. The old right. space. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the movie. But by the way, I I, I will always recommend. <laughs> it's a home run, I think. Um, it's good. It is a home run. Yeah. Depending um, how they're doing it, it's a grand slam. Um. Oh, a grand slam is where, where you get everybody home. That's awesome. Oh my god. I will always recommend people to see the fourth kind. It's a great movie. Um, it will kind of blow your mind a little bit because they show it, real footage alongside this? filmed footage. Yeah. Is it about this? About that book? It's a, it's a true story about people getting abducted in the state of Alaska. Alaska has had the most abduction stories of any other state in the, really? uh, in the union. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, drunk. actually. Yeah. Okay. What's, so what's five? Yeah, what's five? Five. They're all drunk Close encounters, encounters of the fifth kind. A UFO event that involved direct communication between aliens and humans. So, basically, this can happen literally after the fourth kind happens. Like, okay. you get on there, they abduct you into the UFO, and they're like, Hey. What's up, bro? And you're like... <laughs> And you're like, sup, bro? Yeah, and that's, you've, you mentioned a close encounter of the fifth kind. That's about it. It's described bilateral contact, bilateral contact experiences through conscious, voluntary, and proactive, human-initiated, cooperative communication, meaning- That is sup, still sup. fifth? Yeah. Yeah, that's still the fifth. Yeah. So now it's that you've heard fourth and fifth, Adam, does it make mm-hmm. sense why they categorized three so small? Yeah. I mean, I just wish they, why don't they just add more numbers? I, mean, I it thought seems that like, too. Yeah, the three just kind of like breaks down all these weird. But they're all kind scenarios. of at the same level, and I think that's probably the most common thing outside of just seeing the ship. Three. Yeah, like there probably are almost no stories of what four and five. Four and above. Yeah. Like if it's five, the sounds like I I would be I would be blown away if somebody actually had a five that wasn't mentally ill. Likewise. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are yeah. stories of the fourth kind happening. What, the reason I think mm-hmm. the third kind is broken down so crazily is because we were sitting on the third kind for so long, and, but I think we were sitting on it for so long, and then somebody was like, I think I'll just make up a story about me getting abducted in a UFO, and they're like, well, we have to make a fourth kind for that, you know what I mean? So then <laughs> they just made a fourth kind. Seriously, I mean, I just I, there's a lot of bullshitters out there who just like to say- These guys are not planners, no. huh? Fifth kind. <laughs> well, so, okay, so, but then you break it down so small because if you're going to, like, plot um, occurrences or whatever and, like, chart that data- You'd have to be able to categorize seeing at a distance, but not interacting with extraterrestrials. Yeah. So then you could say like the largest percentages, we see them staring through a glass, through a window at us. Like when you're afraid of a dog or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I do love when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, The five. The five. What was the five? two more kinds. It's where where we talk to them. Mutual communication. Cooperative communication, yeah. Cooperative, yeah, yeah. Close okay. encounters of the sixth kind is where uh-huh. death of a human or animal is associated with the UFO sighting. So like cow mutilation? Pretty, pretty much it, yeah. Nothing much else there. Like, uh, you know, alien abducts you, alien takes you into the ship. 
put something in your butt and you die from all the butt stuff they did to you. That's <laughs> yeah, but... that's 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 the sixth kind. Yeah. Yeah, but how do you die from all the butt stuff? How do people know that six occurred? Like, how do you how do people know that when they died, it has to do with aliens? That's the thing. I think sixth kind is more of a hypothetical. They just kind of put it there in it's case that happens to somebody. Yeah, but it happens like to cows. Guy. Remember, like, cow? don't cows get like mutilated? Like, they'll find well, cows with like mysteriously so missing organs. I mean, that's it how it's been so. reported. Yeah, yeah. Where they would have like really? laser incisions, and they're missing like all of their blood and their liver or something. A very specific surgery. Yes. Why they're so obsessed with cows, I couldn't tell you, but it often yeah. seemed to be livestock. I mean, they seem the way we treat cows, so they just do the same thing. Last but not least, Close Encounters of the Seventh Kind, and this is where it kind of actually takes an even bigger leap. It's the creation of a human-alien hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to laugh because I'm like, it went from sixth to seventh, like it jumped like a huge thing there. The creation of a human-alien hybrid, either by sexual reproduction, meaning the aliens had sex with us or we had sex with the aliens, or nice. by artificial scientific methods, as in they genetically engineered took, took one of our women and put their alien eggs into them. Yeah, right. so. squeezed where it was eated or whatever. <laughs> squeezed where they seat. Squeezed where they seated. Yeah, never squeeze where you seat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I hate that fucking phrase. You time. say it in every episode almost, and it drives me crazy. You're not even saying it right. It's don't squeeze where you eat. I know that. I know. That. <laughs> it means. I know it what it means. Have, shut up, shut up. I know what it means. It means don't have sex with your coworkers, basically. Yeah. Oh, does it? Yeah. Because oh. your your work feeds you. So you it's like don't bite the hand that feeds you. Feed you. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't 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 squeeze on the hand that feeds you. <laughs> That's hands uh, that feeding you 101. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm uh, I am surprised there are seven kinds. Like I, I, I liked it. They didn't they didn't make seven different kinds of close encounters. They really like five of them seem reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. Like even the like the fifth one, somebody has probably come out and said, "I spoke with an alien at some point," right? Or I had. I a, think a yeah, lot of um, you could have talk, one encounter be more than one kind. One, Ooh, yeah. I mean, you could yeah. get abducted yeah, and be course. talked to, yeah. and yeah. yeah, it started with you seeing them, and you're like, "I wonder what that is." Oh shit! <laughs> I would assume that they would I, like yeah. If you did four, you would have done one, two, and three as well. Yes, of course. Yeah. I just feel like six and seven haven't happened yet. Well, seven for sure probably hasn't. Well, you know what I mean, mean? I think that we know of. That's I'm very know, pretty... cynical w- yeah, when it comes too. to aliens. I, I'm very like, okay, you got to really have some good proof with this shit. So just for a second, the seven one, right? We're talking yeah. about making a human hybrid with an alien. Nice. Mm-hmm. Let's think about if we went <laughs> onto a planet where there were aliens, would that even be on the agenda? Is our goal to abduct them and then be like, hey, let's merge ourselves with you. That was probably like one of the last things on the list besides like find out what they eat. What the hell's going on? Why do they keep walking backwards? Like, I don't know. There's so many questions you could get, <laughs> but none of them are going to be like, you know, what we should do is just genetically fuse each other together. What? Okay. Okay, Adam, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why you're both wrong and right. You're okay. thinking like a, you're thinking like a Wait, scientist. Only tell me why I'm right. <laughs> Typical Maltese guy. Sorry, you're, sorry. You're, you're thinking like a scientist. A scientist is like, let's study them. Let's see how they do things, right? Let's yeah. see how they do their normal day-to-day life. A pervert who wants attention is like, <laughs> let's see how they fuck. You know what I mean? And so it's like, let, let's fuck them, right? Because yeah, I, can't get a, sure. I can't get a human girl, so maybe an alien girl would have Wait, sex so with me. You're saying on. people that made these seven steps were perverts? I'm saying there's a sect yes. of people who say they've been, who have had a close encounter who are just lonely perverts. Plain and simple. <laughs> I'll take that Based idea. on what? 
have you listen you've seen some of like you remember the, I, like, I, feel, I feel like the 90s and the 80s were filled with like tv shows of people who were just like they had like permed out hair and stuff like that and they were just like and mullets and they were just like I don't know, man. It took me on board. Trying to infuse their sperm with aliens? What? No. Okay. <laughs> so, John, the point that Adam is making is if as a if yes. we if the roles were reversed and humanity came upon an oh, don't say came upon an alien world. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't said my same to myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> caught myself. Um, if we were to discover an alien world with like intelligent life. The first thing we did would not be like, let's crossbreed. It would be <laughs> yeah. something else. Even if the guy, yes. you know, there would be, there I would mean, be studying them. There would be, uh, especially if you're trying to be secret about it, it would be studying them. I mean, you might, I mean, I guess I could see if you'd see the D- if the DNA is compatible. I guess that, that could be uh, an experiment. I think that would be last on the list, to be very honest. I yeah. think the, It'd be the, way, it wouldn't be seven. Right. The smart thing to do if you first come encounter with aliens is like, Hey, how do you guys do shit? Like, maybe we can improve upon the yeah. way we do shit. That's how a yeah. scientist would approach it. But there's that sect of humanity that's just like, wait a minute, do those things fuck? Because I like to fuck it, and that's that's <laughs> that's just a thing. That is a thing that is true that happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, it is what it is. I don't like it. You can't hide your feelings around me, John. But you got four space titties. <laughs> Where we go? <laughs> uh, I've yeah. seen. That movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I know that. Oh, they've only it's got three as, on that one. It's That's not the as, third but kind. It's not, but it's not. As, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's not as bad as you think. You know what I mean? Like, like would I say no to that girl? I don't know. I don't think so. Hey, then your eyes roll <laughs> out of the ready <laughs> That's my take on the. That's my take on all the close encounters. That's a hot take, John. That's a hot um, take. Yeah. Adam, with hot takes. Adam, don't say you know, that. I think I, I think I think you. I think this is all you, Justin. This seems like it leads right into your topic perfectly. It does. You don't know what my topic is, but perfect. That's, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I am talking about alien visitation to our planet, as you might have guessed, because the topic is aliens okay. coming to our planet for the most part. <laughs> yep. yep, yep um, but yep. I'm talking about them coming here a long time ago and influencing humanity. Stop saying coming. I can't. And introducing Stop. humanity. Yeah, introducing uh, impro- introducing themselves. So I'm talking about the ancient astronauts theory. I love this stuff. I don't know what that means. Okay. Oh, this yeah. one's cool. Buckle up, Adam. So it is kind of pseudoscientific, but so mm-hmm. is all of this stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are um, playing on the fringes here. Yeah. All right. So the idea is that uh, intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited Earth and made contacts with humans in antiquity and prehistoric times. Uh, and they suggest this conflict, contact influenced the development of modern cultures, technologies, and religions, okay. and, and even human, potentially human biology. And then a lot of times they, uh, they basically the idea is that re- deities from all religions are, were aliens. Like okay. they, the, the origin of it was these supreme beings, but really they weren't super powerful. They just came here with technology, right? Okay. That looked like power. We, we've all seen, I think the History Channel will have shows every now and then where they'll show like pictures from uh, biblical times where it'll show like people in spacecraft sort of thing or like spacecraft going like human artwork. drawn depictions. Of, yeah. yeah, artwork, I should say, of uh, like spacecraft coming down and like in the sky, basically. And mm. that's kind of where that, some of that stuff comes from or I starts with. I haven't yeah. seen it. Right. So they have like there's cave drawings called petroglyphs. Um, heard of that, yeah. Actually, you wouldn't. Of course, you'd heard of this. It happened in Italy. Oh yeah, and it it's. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, but it's literally it looks like people. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this was done in spaghetti sauce, actually. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. You're speaking my language. 
Yeah. <laughs> so they got to this planet and they were like, man, this is one, the spice of meatball. And they, uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> this is stupid as hell. Uh, but there's drawings where it's like, if you can picture like a silhouette of a person and then a, from their sh- one shoulder around their head to another shoulder is what looks like a bubble, like a spacesuit. Okay. Yeah. There's like ancient drawings that look like that. There's artwork like that that happens all over the world throughout various ancient cultures. Hmm. There's a lot of technology, like the way the the, the understanding of math, complex maths and geometry that, that would re- be required to build a lot of the ancient buildings, like yep. the precision with which they would cut stones. Pyramids. Is, the pyramids. I'll talk about a few of the things that I um, came across here. But The movie Prometheus people, like basically touches on this, right? Kind of, right. Have you seen yeah. the movie, Adam? Yeah. So, right. Um, so then I'm not spoiling it for you, but anyone else that's listening, it's the precursor to Alien Covenant, I think, or the follow up to Alien Covenant, but precursor to the Alien Trilogy. This ancient uh, race basically showed up and seeded the Earth. That's a little different. So that's like, a, okay. um, that's called uh, uh, Astrogenesis, Exogenesis. You're getting there. Yeah. Something I, like that. I don't that. know, but that, that's essentially close, life. Yeah. The point that the point, the point of that thing is not that life started on earth. It started somewhere else and was brought here. Right. And okay. then became the life that it is now. That's exogenesis okay. where like life didn't originate in the seas at the, at the, you know, thermal vents that like everyone says it does. This one, uh, this, this idea is that in the ancient astronaut narrative kind of first appeared in science fiction, honestly, in the late 19th to 20th century, the idea had a lot of like, uh, it sparked from a lot of like artwork, honestly, from back in the day, like, you know, a thousand to 400 BCE. Like that's a okay. long time ago. And it's like statues from ancient civilizations that don't look human. They still exist. Statues. Yeah. And like the, yeah, the, the, the glyphs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Statues exist. Right. And then there's, there's like cave paintings that look like aliens, um, stuff that's, you know, thousands of years old. And then they have like the some of their gods are represented by flying saucer looking things or flying vehicles mm-hmm. in multiple religions. That's how the, the being the deities would show up mm. to them. And so it's represented that way in artwork. It's super interesting that they all have like uh, what looks like a halo or like a, a like you said, a, a like a sphere or a circle around their around looks their like head. A helmet, space helmet. Looks like a helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, as I was thinking, too, it could be like Halo. So there is a place. Uh, let's see. Where did I find this part? Because now I want to make sure I'm crediting the right uh, people. Right. So there's a lot of evidence that's like argued by proponents to be like the reason that they believe in this stuff. So there's a lot of uh, ancient religious texts uh, that cite ancient mythologies. Proponents draw an analogy to the cargo cults that John talked about. Ooh. Where, where they basically cargo cults, they were exposed to advanced technology and then they started worshiping the advanced technology and the people that brought it like gods. And they okay. think that a lot of ancient cultures were exposed to this advanced technology of aliens, extraterrestrial beings, and started worshiping them like gods. Okay. Is there and, any evidence at all towards any of the technology or what it is? Or like Well, so so there's a place called Puma Punku, and it's in um I'm gonna say it's in Bolivia. But it's an old door and it means uh, but it was the, the seat of the Incan Empire. Okay. It's, it's where they basically the birthplace of life or the origin of the world or something along those lines is what it's thought of as. Really? Yeah. What it is, is it's, um, it's these, all these like really complex giant stones with like very precision cuts and carvings that weigh like seven tons. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that how would ancient people be able to do cuts like this? Right. So like, if you look closely at some of these images, like you can click these, I think will get bigger. 
you can see up on the kind of the, there's a giant hole with like a groove in it. And then like where other connecting points are, it almost looks like they had a eighth inch drill bit and they're able to make these super precise holes in stone yep. and complete 90 degree angles, like just perfect cuts. And so the buildings are built in a way that where it's like the stone roof is so, so tight. You can't even fit a razor blade between the stones. That's how perfectly cut these things are. Really? Yeah. So like that. Something uh, fishy here. Yeah. So like they would basically cut these <laughs> giant stone slabs that would have to be moved. Some of them, they, they found the composition didn't match anything around them. It came from like 60 miles away or 60 oh, kilometers away, whatever it is, a long way away. So right. it's just, uh, it really was advanced technology for the time and the, the precision with which they could cut stone. Now, why would aliens show up and show them how to cut stone? I don't know. Because yeah, some of that's, that's like, well, if you're going to show up, like give them regular technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hook them up, hook them up with the light speed shit that got you all the way to our planet, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, so there's some stuff that's, uh, various religions that follow, uh, these things, the ancient texts that I was talking about earlier. Sorry. I just want to talk a little bit about the evidence of technology. Cause you asked. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So there's an ancient Sumerian myth of, uh, Enuma Ellis, uh, basically, uh, was inscribed on cuneiform tablets and it was part of the uh, of an ancient library, the library of Ashur Paniapal. I don't know if I said that right. Nailed it. And basically it says humankind was uh, created to serve the gods called Anukai. And the hypothesis of these proponents believe that the Anukai were actually aliens who came to Earth to mine gold for their own uses. Oh, I've heard hence, this before. Hence the because gold's a great gold's a great conductor. But my apologies, uh, mm. but you're it's the Anunnaki. Oh yes, Anunnaki. Thank you. I'm Anunnaki. I, I, I've heard this before. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. theory. Yeah, that they I came honestly, in to mine gold. Yeah, uh, Anunnaki. Sorry, thank you for. I butchered that. Hmm. Yeah, that is the reason cool. I. Th- that's the reason I thought of aliens because I saw that. Yeah, that's why I added this to our list of topics. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the Anunnaki are, uh, you know, are a group of deities that appeared in mythological traditions of Sumerians, Akkadians, Assyrians, and Babylonians. And essentially, they uh, and the stories are all over the place. But the idea is that they were aliens. And there's plenty of other religions that also talk about that. Um, Hindu mythology has it. Uh, Christian mythology has it. Uh, when human, so this is from the book of Genesis and the book of Enoch, when human beings began to increase in number of the earth and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of, saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful and they married any of them they chose seventh kind. Dang. Uh, oh, true. Okay. Yeah. Them hybrids, the, ne- though. the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And also afterwards when the sons of gods went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. So the, I don't know if you know a lot about, um, Nephilim, but I know them from like video games for the most part, but essentially Nephilim are half deity and half human okay yeah 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 so like in in multiple video games i've played you play as a nephilim where you're like a child of both worlds that has some superpowers what video games are these Uh, i play a game called diablo i think or maybe in that one it's you're a you're a child of a demon and an angel maybe that's what that is i don't know but the point is so it's just the way they talk about it and granted it is being translated from Hebrew in the book of the Bible, uh, book of Ezekiel in the old Testament. He has a vision who he sees an immense cloud that contains fire and emits light and a brilliant light. And the center of the fire looked like glowing metal. And in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. Like he, he sees all these things. Like it's things that just sound like fucking spaceships the way we describe yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It sounds like yeah. sci-fi stuff. Um, mm-hmm. now one of the things that just really, I find the most compelling is some of like really like the petroglyphs and the ancient artwork that you see all over the place. Do you know what the, uh, like, so I'll send you a thing here. This is the, uh, 
It's Ural, U-R-A-L, if you want to, if people are listening want to Google it, pictograms. But it's like uh, drawings found inside caves, basically, that look like chemical compounds, that they match do, yeah. chemical compounds, Ooh, like specific ones. That's interesting. Yeah. Like as an example, the first one, uh, maybe it's too small, I'll get, give it the big one. Um, polyethylene? Yeah, right. So polyethylene, which is plastic, right? Polystyrene. I mean, just a bunch of stuff, is, graphite, you know, and they're drawing wow. these things as like, and they, and I wonder if like, maybe they don't understand them or they, I, I, you know, it's hard to, to know, but it's just, it's interesting. And it happens in multiple places around the world. Um, mm. and have you ever that's heard kinda, of the, that's kind of nuts. It's actually, awesome. yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard of the Nazca lines? Yes. Yeah. Adam? No. So it's, uh, these lines in Southern Peru in South America, and they are, there are hundreds of huge ground drawings etched into the high desert of southern Peru. Some are stylized animals, humanoid figures, where others are merely straight lines hundreds of meters long. As the figures were made to be seen, as if the figures were made to be seen from a great height. Because you can't, they're so big, you can't see, it doesn't look like anything from the ground. So what do they, what do they make when you look at them from the sky? Pictures. I think one of them is like a, a spider. There's like a spider, I think, is one of them. Am, am I wrong, Justin? Uh, I don't have all of them here, I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. Yeah, but they basically make pictures. And I believe one of them is, is there's actually a spider. Like yeah, they, they're I mean, drawing like things that like you, you could find on Earth. Yeah, that looks like a monkey with like a curly tail for some reason. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's kind of Some nuts. of them are just lines. I think there's one that is a, um, so here's like, it's just very, and they're very old. These are just geometric shapes that might be runways or coordinates. I've heard them called that. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's one that's a, it's an ant. There's one that looks like a bird. Uh, yeah, here's the spider you were talking about. So right, and it's just, yeah. these things are hundreds of meters long, and you for like so from and there's no it's in the middle of the desert, so you can't see them from anywhere. But they're like pretty consistent. They are invisible from where you know uh, ancient. Yeah, my, uh, ancient you have to be in the sky to see them. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. Weird. It is, and it's kind of awesome. Like I think yeah. it's great. Um, this is the stuff that actually like ropes me in when when people are talking about aliens. Like this is where I'm like, okay, we've probably been visited, even though I was super cynical in my own topic. Like this is the stuff that I'm like, <laughs> all right, damn it, all right, maybe I have to believe in this. Yeah. Uh, there's some other things you definitely have heard of that like it's easy not to think it's aliens, but there's megalithic sites, things like Stonehenge, uh, the Easter Island heads, yeah, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, Egypt. Like, how do they happen? Type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And like, so that the idea is like, especially like the thing that really blew my mind is how precise the cuts are on those stones from that for that town I talked about, right? Like a razor blade can't fit between the stones. It's cut at such perfect angles. These huge stones that you couldn't like line up next to each other and be like, you know what? Take an eighth of an inch off this thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. I always think to myself though, like those people back then had nothing else to do. So if, if you had nothing else to do, you're just like... Listen, why don't I just figure out how to get these things like razor thin so that they fit like this? You know what I mean? So that nothing can fit between them. You know, I, I feel like we in our modern society sort of project on those old societies and just say like, yeah, there's no way they could have known how to do this. But like, we don't really know if they didn't know how to do this, that or the other. You know what I mean? Maybe they just had the time and the patience to to do these things. Whereas nowadays we're like, listen, do we need to be doing things like that? Like we're more efficient now. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Is that Hmm. No, I, I yeah, get what you're I saying. Yeah, I mean, just having all day to do this doesn't mean they could still figure it out. True. Also true. Good point. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it's not yeah. like, you know, the, the reason our science has advanced so fast is because we can share ideas so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like 
you've heard the thing where it's built on the shoulder of giants, that phrase. Things are built on uh, yeah, the shoulders yeah. of giants before you or whatever. People that are doing crazy things now, like the, the Elon Musk rockets landing at the same time, is because a bunch of way smarter people before all stacking their knowledge on top of each other. Righto. Where, not granted, these guys aren't building, you know, uh, spaceships, but Titan the, rockets, the, yeah. the math required to build a I mean, just the mechanics of it, that seems really hard. <laughs> yeah, it does. And yeah, it's not like there's one stone where it's like that. It's a whole city built that way. Right? I mean, Adam, if somebody told you to put to go into that section of Peru where there, what are those like grasslands? I guess Justin, where they made that those those shapes. Uh, they're, they're like it's a high grass. desert, actually. High desert. Yeah. So they said, Adam, I want you to make a giant spider in these lands, and the legs have to be semi-proportionate to each other. You know what I mean? They have to be about the same length type of a thing. And, like, mm-hmm. they're giving you all these details and, like, saying you have to make, like, where do you start? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. How big does it have to be? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Justin, how big is that spider? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I want to say it's, like, um, what's the word? Sorry. Like a football field, kind of? Like a quarter mile, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Let's I see. Three feet. Um, well, we solved it. <laughs> I don't know how really big the spider is. It, I mean, from the picture, it looks like it's far away. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, if it, had, if it had to be like the size of a football field or even bigger, I don't yeah, even know. If you, if you have to be in the sky to actually make it out, I'm saying it's like a quarter mile long, maybe. You know, it's got to be deep mile too, long. because wouldn't the sand get covered up from like wind? Yes. Unless you yes. Like, have to yeah. like really make it yeah. from falling inward. I... Even given today's technology, the majority. So the majority of these uh, date from 200 to 500 BC, or 200 so BC old. to 500 AD. And the Nazca people are lived there. Uh, they were an ancient prehistoric culture. They were discovered uh, when somebody was walking across them on foot in 1927. And there are 1,500 drawings in the region. Um, That's crazy. Although it's often stated that the lines can only be seen from the air. However, that is a myth. Uh, you can see them from the ground, but still. Like why yeah, make them so make big? Out. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe they believed in the gods and they were making patterns for the gods. It's possible, right? Every th- up is mysterious because you can't get there. And yeah, there were just like a bunch of people that were just like towing this thing, like big wedge in the ground. Yeah. So there's uh, here. Let me show you a a Nazca line. There's one that is the they call the hummingbird. I feel like you've probably seen these before. Maybe not though. I, I may have. So that yeah. one's called the hummingbird. And that one, that one is um, 320 feet long by 216 feet wide. So that's a football field long. It's yeah. big. From I mean, if, it's, if you're if you're good at math and you're smart and you and I don't know the hummingbird doesn't. I mean, I get it, but it doesn't look you know like crazy hummingbird. Maybe somebody just did it and drew it and knew proportions well enough that they could be like, all right, if we're gonna do it this size. We're gonna do you know walk 50 steps this way, walk 30 whatever steps towards this direction. Like I probably pointed it out on the ground. I mean, you could do it. You could do yeah. it if you really wanted to do it, but it's it is pretty exact for what they were doing, and who the hell knows why they would be doing it. Yeah, it's funny. Have you guys ever seen like uh like the um the floor plan of say like an airport? It looks like that. It looks That's like those true. are like t- terminals and stuff and like runways. It's kind of crazy. Spider yeah. airport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's um I don't know. I find the idea that early cultures were influenced by extraterrestrials pretty fascinating yeah sure especially if it's true well i mean i've heard people say that we in the last hundred years must have gained alien technology and that's why our technology like in the 90s suddenly we had cd players and everything just went so fast since then and i heard somewhere somewhere, right basically we acquired alien technology and studied it and that's where everything to make the walkman (laughs) we just went from like you know 
but I, I can I don't think so. I don't think that's true. But I've heard people say that. Well, there's read. a theory that like I mean, so basically, technology has taken like a huge like um, you know, if you look at like a graph of where humans yeah. are, like it goes steep like this since like what the industrial revolution. Yeah, but people, there's a, there's yeah, a, yeah exponential. Yeah, there's the theory that like uh, like you know, the 20th century has been a crazy with technology, right? Like we've we've done so much shit in the 20th century compared to other centuries before that. Because of like Roswell, like of what we discovered at Roswell when the supposed UFO <laughs> crashed there and everything. Right. Like, so, yeah. But I think we figured out like the atomic bomb right before Roswell happened. So I don't really, I don't think that that's true. But I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that like the 20th century was all of a sudden like amazing with technology and all the stuff that we discovered. And it's possible. I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know that like aliens contacted us and we've been, rever- was it reverse engineering their technology since yeah, then or something? Possible. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I mean, it's something to think about. Yeah, it is. So. But once again, the world is so complex that uh, that I don't want to confuse causation with correlation, right? It's right, that's yeah. the, one of the hardest hardest things. Yeah. All right. So I, that's I guess that's kind of why I was talking about this ancient astronaut theory is that it's just so even if it's not that um, rooted in science, I find it pretty fascinating. Like the Nazca lines in particular have been fascinating me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked the idea of that and just all the it's so mysterious. Like these giant geoglyphs. Uh, and that why would they why else would they do them and that's I mean, i'm sure there's plenty of reasons right things i can't comprehend yeah. or even care about not care about and they wouldn't be able to think of myself so mm-hmm. i don't know that's that's ancient astronauts guys <laughs> they're real real look cool. it up yeah <laughs> they're real cool adam i think we that brings cool. us to you what do you got man yeah this easily slides into my topic um nice. number eight close encounters of the eighth kind yeah slide, slide the in. new ones you slide <laughs> in <laughs> For a quick one, yeah, mine Sliding is home. the way my the way my logic worked on this one. I was looking at some aliens through history of science fiction and through movies and things, and uh, it was fine, but it wasn't really what I was looking for. And then I came upon this event that's around the topic of someone on the topic of aliens. So I'm assuming you guys know the names of both H.G. Wells and Orson Wells. Yeah, the Wells yes. boys. The Wells uh, boys. For the people who don't know, H.G. Wells is okay. Never mind. Orson Wells is the guy who made uh, the radio show about aliens invading Earth. Mm-hmm. War of the Worlds. Uh, War of the Worlds. Um, yeah. H.G. Wells. I feel like time, I'm time machine little... twenty thousand leagues under the sea. There it is. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Is it maybe right. it might just be one of those? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so H.G. Wells did a bunch of sci-fi known. He was one of the first, like primary, like. I thought he's kind of the novelist, but like writers in the genre that had to do with extraterrestrial life and very popularized sci-fi. Yes, regarding that. So on that War of the Worlds radio drama is what I'll be discussing in more detail. So you guys know about it, I'm assuming? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> they, re, they remade yeah. the movie. Yeah, Steven Spielberg Cruise in it. Yeah. Wait, the, the, but the book. Well, I mean. It's uh, well, yeah. They made, they made the movie of the book, The War of the Worlds. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a movie on the event of Orson Welles. No, 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 no. Reading it's it. right. No, it's like it's like if it really happened. Okay, correct. Not, yes, the, yes. not the surrounding events of broadcasting it and all that stuff. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, how much do you guys know about that already? Um, I know some of it. I'll let you start, Justin. You? All right. So, uh, it's a radio play, right? And okay. they broadcast it, and it caused a panic because they didn't say this isn't real. They just started presenting it like it was. Mm-hmm. And events happened around that. I don't want to go too. Kinda. I don't want to spoil the kinda. whole deal. Yep. Kind of. 
I, yeah. I'll be the antithesis. Um, I've heard mm -hmm. that's a myth, actually, that yeah, we did that not too. actually we did not actually fall for anything. It wasn't it was not as blown out of proportion as we as we've made it, actually. So, yeah, okay. you guys are both partially right. So, I mean, I, yes, true. It, it wasn't as, as big as it, as it was initially brought up to be. However, so for those of you that don't know what that's what happened there, obviously, there's a there's the book called uh, The War of the Worlds, which was written by H.G. Wells and adapted into a movie by Steven Spielberg starring Tom Cruise. True. That that is also true. Yeah, this is more recent, but definitely true as well. Thanks, yeah. bro. Thanks. Yeah, thank you very much for that. It was, uh, they, it's actually they, not bad. Is it? It's, it's, it's not bad. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's got Morgan Freeman's voice in it. That sound effect. Yeah. Or whatever it is. <laughs> the lightsaber sound. No, it's like a big, like uh, like a loud horn sound, and it's like when the aliens about to like yeah. blast people or whatever. Uh, okay. I think they use that like in everything, right? Now. Yeah. It's like that's like the premonition it's, sound. Yeah, like when an atomic bomb is about to hit and they go. It doesn't sound no, like not, that. Not that one. <laughs> it's like the, it's like the, the Hans Zimmer sound. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, they this this book was being read out loud by uh, by Orson Welles and a handful of other professional actors uh, and voice actors in the studio and the radio on uh, the night before Halloween in 1938. It was a it was a Halloween broadcast. They wanted to you know broadcast this over one day early. On 8 p.m. they started broadcasting this, but it was on a radio station that was relatively popular, but it was at the same time as another radio show, which is what John was kind of talking about, where that other radio station and the other radio show was much more popular. So they it's presumed because back in the day, back in the, uh, the 30s, it was hard to tell exactly how many listeners were listening to your radio broadcast and what were they specifically paying attention to, right? We didn't have all the analytics and the stats that we do now. However, they do know guesstimated numbers and how many people called in and freaked out about it, et cetera, right? So there was another, there was an, another broadcast that was happening at the same time, which we'll get into in a little bit, which is kind of what causes the, the distinction between what actually happened versus what happened okay. uh, versus what they thought happened. That, that night, they did a broadcast of this, as, as Justin said, and the, I mean, I listened to it today, actually, and it's, it's pretty interesting. They, it begins uh, like at a, at a jazz club and they're just playing music. Like they used to play on the radio, some jazz music and stuff. And they have some brief interruptions, whatever, but they talk to you about some news tidbits. And then there's a big gas cloud that is originating from Mars that, that they, apparently that they saw, like they can see from telescopes. And then they cut back to the jazz music for a little while. And then they cut back in again to like relatively realistic <laughs> Yes. Those kind of was that the was that the gas cloud or the jazz yeah. music? That sound. <laughs> it's the gas music. They you know could tell the difference. Huh? That's all the music from the '30s on a record player. <laughs> it's, it's all wobbly, warped. It all sounds like farts. <laughs> hey. <laughs> This song is a real humdinger. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut they cut back from the uh, from the fart noises in order to once again chime back in <laughs> saying that we, um, we interrupt these fart noises to bring you in up to the minute bulletin. <laughs> we interrupt your daily fart noise broadcast from New York City. No, it was in New York City, yeah. It was yeah, in New York City. And uh, yeah. and then the, they broke it in again, um, saying that there had been uh, there was some kind of something heading towards Earth, some like uh, comet point. or something, oh. and they did thought that that was. And then they cut back away, and then they they did it on purpose. Where they did it like in a very like Orson Welles kind of had a lot of creative decision making in this, where he wanted to make it as realistic as possible, and he like had like extended periods of time. And then they 
cut back again too, where they have like people on the scene where apparently some stuff has just hit like New Jersey has landed at a specific part. Of, yeah, something landed in New Jersey, and there's a smoke cloud in New Jersey. That's like this gas cloud, and then it goes from there. It's like they're interviewing people, and they have they have a room full of like professional voice actors like trying to pay tribute to this because the War of the Worlds took place. It's it's the time frame is totally different, and the location is a little bit different. So they they adapted it to be like right now happening you know in the world in new york you're in talking new about Jersey. the book from the book they adapted yes. it for this radio show got it to the, to the radio show was more pertinent it's like right now this is happening here's like it's where a it's real happening. news broadcast they were pretending it was ha- literally happening for real yes they were trying to pretend like the extra story was happening just to just for fun and orson welles at this point in time was like his 20s i mean this is like one of the first things he's done was he, he was on radio so it, it was just like what's up he's all thin you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It shows some pictures of them all in the room, like voice acting this thing out. It looks pretty awesome. Like, but at the time, I think this is relatively new, relatively innovative territory. So when they did that, um, obviously, as they said, as Justin kind of alluded to before, they only mentioned that this was an adaptation of, of H.G. Wells's uh, book in the very beginning and then interspersed briefly uh, right before the middle break and right afterwards and then right at the very, very end. So there's a huge gap if you didn't catch the beginning. So if you tuned in too late, you would just hear what sounded real. Yes, exactly. So that was the reason for the quote unquote so-called panic that some they did erupt. So part of that is true. Part of it's not true. So people, there were people that were calling in and being like, what the hell's happening? Because if you missed part of it, it sounded like the Germans were invading. Because oh, this geez. is this is in uh, 1938, and there was that looming over uh, yep. in the United States, and it was there was stuff happening. Obviously, and Europe was already involved, and so it was people were just like freaking out because like gas and who knows where it's coming from. You know, there's parts of it where they're like <laughs> they're talking about like uh, people getting interviewed butts. and they like get like knocked over and they have to run away and like they make it really dramatic. So it's alluding to aliens and things like that too. But if you're, if you are either missing those parts or you assume those aliens or those things are actual like Germans or foreigners or Oof. something else, it's, it's like people were just like kind, different kind of aliens. Oh, right. Exactly. Different yeah. kind of aliens. Yeah. So, so yeah, it caused, it caused quite a, a hubbub at the time. Uh, and, uh, there's a real hubbub. <laughs> there's a real hubbub out there. There's a, there's a real dust up. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right. So so uh, about halfway through, about 30 or so minutes through, um, they take the break. They take like a pause. They say, we're going to be back or whatever. Um, How long is this, it, by the way? To make it sound realistic, it's about an hour. Is it? Okay. Who has yeah. the time? <laughs> I mean, everybody in 1938. <laughs> yeah. What else do you have to do? Yeah. By the way, the, the other program, the reason why they couldn't like identify 100% how many people were listening to the program is because the most popular program at the time by a much larger margin was a ventriloquist. Oh, I, guess I was going to guess, but yeah. On the course, radio? I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> the most popular radio show at that time slot on Sundays yeah. at 8 o'clock is a ventriloquist. The magic yeah. of a ventriloquist is the dummy looks like it's talking. It's all visual. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. If you couldn't see me right now, I could be like, and now the dummy's talking. And it could just be another person or me just I moving around I'm normal. dummy. I'm John's friend, the dummy. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow. Somebody's sitting there with John. Yeah, I'm his friend, the dummy. <laughs> it's just a guy who does bad voices. There's all the ventriloquists on the But radios. you don't even like ventriloquism. A big part of it is not moving your mouth while you make it talk. I know. Yes. If there's I know, a radio. Was, I don't know what to tell you. I can't even. <laughs> like, I like, don't. <laughs> You guys like, just talked over each other with like like the beginning of sentences. For like I just, how do we? I, I just can't. I just. I mean, but I just. I, but, but I, I, I just. That is horseshit. I listen. I don't tell you. It's the truth. It's the truth. 
It was a ventriloquist show, and I don't know how that translates over radio. I don't get it either. I honestly don't. People oh in the God. 30s were dumb. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they were just easily entertained. Until we are definitely not influenced by aliens. We are a bunch of dumb <laughs> idiots. We deserve to get abducted. Yeah, yeah, at this point, we definitely do. The World of Worlds, obviously, this has to do with aliens, theoretically, the theoretical aliens attack. That's how aliens could come to this whole thing. Anyways, just mm-hmm. for the people yeah, that were yeah. losing the thread. However, <laughs> uh, the public reaction during that time was kind of people were calling in and being like, what the hell's going on? Like, the people were panicking. And it definitely did happen to to a degree. Later on, apparently, here's one of the the, t- uh, the quotes from somebody who was, as the as the sign-off happened after the hour, one of the one of the people said that, they they were uh, like police came in because they got so many calls and the the actors and stuff like that were hustled out of the studio. They were like brought to another floor into another room where they had to uh, just kind of hang out there while everyone else like the, the cops and stuff like that were like locking up the scripts and like throwing out the papers and like oh, they 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 like had they like, dug through this whole thing like a quiz prompt like investigation to see like what the hell was happening and they got like so mad that like threw all this stuff away and like it was like this raid of their place. They by... locked up the scripts. They locked up the scripts and records of the broadcast. Interesting. Yeah, like they like confiscated took it basically. They confiscated them. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, it's it's so it's weird. And uh, quick zoom into the future. The original script, which is uh, a note down here, the the original script that he uh, Orson Welles read from was auctioned in 1994. It still existed, wow. and in New York City, and it was bought by uh, 24,000 le- uh, pounds by Steven Spielberg. Interesting. Uh, so well, so, so he was in what year? Uh, 94. Yeah. So he made huh? the version of the movie in 2005 with yeah, Tom Cruise. In. Yeah. Right. Yes. So he must have had this and okay. been like, "Fuck, I need to write a movie about this or something." Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Yeah. I thought there like, was a they... movie already though, like in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Oh, the it's World. Of... I think I think there's yeah. a World of Worlds movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it was interesting that like he ended up buying that like ten, over 10 years prior to him making the movie itself, the original copy. It's yeah. It's um, pretty iconic. Yeah. It is. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So the uh, the the interest. Some of the interesting things that came out of it though was that um, that happened. And then people called in, and there was a bunch of uh, issues within the within the uh, the papers published it like that night. So it was like all over the local papers, hot off the presses, and hot off the presses. <laughs> and then they, the people that left, the actors left, and like went and go and went read about it like off like hot off the presses, off the papers about what they just did. Yeah. And people were like for the for the next couple of days or whatever too, it was like a really big topic. There's all these newspapers around the around uh, the U.S. that were printing it. So it, and, it broadcast across the whole United States. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was like a syndicated program. Right. Yes. And it was it was so like the story was so big. And the reason that they claim nowadays after doing research into it, the reason that the newspapers blew it up was they did that on purpose because at the time the radio was beginning to take over the news and the radio was becoming becoming the new media outlet for people to get information Mm. where the newspapers were were dropping uh, after the 20s. So the papers got back at them being like, this is why you shouldn't trust the radio. So the oh. newspaper business like took it into their own hands to make it something bigger than it actually was. Um, so that's been something that was talked about kind of later on as well. So some of that stuff that was just pulled on was was uh, was pretty interesting. Besides that, some of the things that came out of it, the, uh, Orson Welles later on spoke with H. G. Wells, and they were just like kind of like chatting about how years later, years later, as they first met for the first time, and they were just like kind of hanging out, and they were basically agreeing that it was kind of a silly thing that happened, and like. Because H.G. Wells is British. So he was like, you guys panicked kind of jokingly, like Americans are kind of like weak a little bit. And he's like, you guys don't know what it's like to be fighting, you know, to be over here on like on on the front of the the front lines or whatever. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So he. uh, So then they were like, "Okay, we'll check this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) 
So actually, uh, in, and in 1938, too, later on that year, uh, um, on my dad's birthday, randomly, on November 8th, Adolf Hitler, actually, Adolf Hitler actually referenced this broadcast in a speech in Munich saying that, that, that America, had, this was evidence of America having the corrupt condition and decadent state of affairs and democracy. So they kind of used that for that. And then later on, uh, prior to the war being over, they met up H.G. Wells and, and Orson Wells, and they were talking about that a little bit, too. And this is pretty interesting. So they talk about the description of it, whatever would happen. And uh, Orson Welles always felt kind of a little bit bad about it because he spoke it up and caused some panic. But he kind of liked it at the same time, too. Um, and he goes, H.G. Uh, Wells goes, you aren't quite serious in America yet. You haven't got the war right under your chins. The consequence is you can still play with ideas of terror and conflict. It's a natural thing to do when you're right up against it. And mm-hmm. uh, Orson Welles goes, Un- until it ceases to be a game. Until it ceases to be a game. And this is like right before, you know, America got involved with with World War II. Jesus. Damn. So it was kind of like weirdly like prophetic a little bit in a way. Yeah, right? I, I I never realized the the implications of War of the Worlds being so um, parallel to World War II essentially. Yeah, because mm-hmm. H.G. Wells being British, H.G. Wells being British was dealing with the Germans being right at its front door essentially, right? Like bombing bombing England, bombing the shit out of England. He didn't write the War of the Worlds. H.G. Wells. H.G. Yeah. Wells did. What? Who's the other guy then? Uh, Orson, Orson Wells. Wells. Orson Wells read it. H.G. Wells wrote Orson. it. Orson Wells is the American oh. actor. Yeah. Got yes. it. Okay. Yes. Might be. And the original one was based off of the theoretical about war, but it wasn't specifically World War II targeted, but that obviously came out in yeah. the writing as well. So it is a little bit, a uh, little prominent there. Did you um, read about the, that they rebroadcasted in some South American country and it caused a panic? Mm-hmm. And did you read about this? Recently? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it. I'll say if you want. Oh, yeah. Tell, I will. Like oh, to okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. before I get to that real quick, just because that's kind of like the final wrap up stuff, right? One of the th- interesting things is that Wells was like in his early 20s, Orson Wells, when he wrote, when he read this. And yeah. during that, at the end of the broadcast, when they were invading and bringing up and like throwing, locking up the papers and, t- and rummaging through everything, um, mm-hmm. he was like, uh, to the producers, he was like, I'm done. I'm finished. Like, I'm yeah. out. But like, my only chance, right? And what actually happened was like, this became such a big thing that it like gained him fame and popularity in Hollywood. So like his, his, the next thing that he made when he got the first opportunity was the first thing he made in Hollywood after this was citizen King. And <laughs> oh, it was, it, and it was because Jeez. of people knew who he was from this broadcast. So like that's he, nuts. It's considered like one of the greatest movies of all time. A lot, of, a lot of people consider it to be the greatest movie. A lot of people do. <laughs> a lot of people. Do. <laughs> well, two out of three on this podcast. Yeah. Just, I've actually, not, I've never seen it. I don't know. I need to watch it it's, again, but, but I have seen it. It's old. So you have, a, you have to sort of if understand that you could appreciate for what was going on in the media at the time yeah. or something. Right? Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the cinematography, I think, is like really the big deal about it, right? It, the storytelling it, it really changed cool. the way, right? Isn't that that's the one that mm-hmm. changed the way movies were made, were shot? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, for sure. Total. Uh, uh, before I get into that, real quick, a tangent, real fast, that reminded me. I just watched. Um, was it the uh, uh, street, Streetcar Named Desire the other day? The for the first time ever. You ever seen that? Marlon Brando. Yeah, the black yeah. and white one, which was yeah. that's supposedly like the 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 changing point in acting because he's supposed to like by. A lot of people, don't, I think we talked about this before, but like he's supposedly from like, if you ask a lot of actors and actresses nowadays, like who is the best actor of all time? A ton of them say Marlon Brando yeah, because I've he like that changed too. the way acting has been done. And I was, and they all reference because back in, if you remember like old movies where it was always just kind of like, oh, come on, darling, let's go to the bar. And then there's like, oh, huh, and it's like overly done. It's like stage. It's uh, like stage acting. Right? It's like stage acting. And they put a camera there, right? Like it's very like overdramatic. And he was one of the first people to do like real, like 
the actual acting of like getting into character and like playing it realistic and playing it for the camera like for the small screen like you can do small things you don't have to be over the top with your emotions you can play realistic and i watched that because that's supposed to be like the indicator of like when that Mm. changed and when that shifted and it is pretty apparent like the movie's decent i would say watch that yeah the movie's decent yeah Um, it kind of takes place like in one spot and it's kind of like a a kind of emotional drama or whatever between these couple people but he like when you watch him act compared to everyone else it's like it's like a merging of two different it's like the the, that old school are they still doing the other one yeah because they're just like i forget i I forget i'm really bad with old actresses and stuff like that because there's a a handful of them that are really popular in this movie and they're just kind of like over the top and like oh i i can't uh please uh, pass me my scarf or whatever too and he's just over there he's like here i'll get you your damn scarf and he's like like, it's not that (laughs) it's like marlon be cool bro it's like he was transported (laughs) into that role it's like crazy to watch like the two of them in the same scenes do you think it's a time they thought he was a bad actor (laughs) like dude come on we're all acting here like they all thought he was a bad actor because he was doing like not an act oh i don't know what they thought like i don't know if they thought he was good or bad or just weird right yeah what were you saying john it's It's funny it's funny you mentioned that somebody just recently suggested to me um we were talking about marlon brando because we're talking about the godfather and like by the way we will get back to aliens in a second here but um uh yeah <laughs> but uh somebody was mentioning to me that i should watch a movie called on the waterfront which is with marlon brando it's, it's considered as like it's considered his greatest like acting achievement and i know marlon brando as the godfather i know marlon brando as um apocalypse now when he's a uh, uh, colonel mm-hmm. kurtz and he's you know got the 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 sponge the wet sponge over his bald head and everything and he's all dramatic in vietnam war and stuff like that so yeah uh, that's just that's just interesting that you mentioned that um that uh yeah, Marlon Brando, how he's like it's from a young age till his old age, fantastic actor. Yeah, yeah, huh? Interesting, interesting. The uh, the transition of movies and and media was for sure tangent there, but anyways, that helped Orson Welles because do that re- uh, write, produce, directed the entire thing of Citizen Kane, and he became like a like a crazy popular guy, right? Rightfully so. Yeah. So yeah. after this happened as well, like you said, uh, you alluded to um, uh, briefly there, Justin, in in February of nineteen forty nine. Yeah, a couple these two this guys. Is Ten produced, years later, uh, yeah, eleven years later, but yeah, oh, okay. thirty-eight to forty-nine. So yeah, they they in, in, in uh, roughly ten in, years later. Roughly, it's, it's close. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's it's rough. The, they made a Spanish version of the script and did it in oh. Ecuador and something oh, no. similar. Very well. Don't. And they uh, they did the same thing and it set off panic. Cool. And the the police and the fire brigades rushed out of the town to fight the supposed alien force. After it was revealed that the broadcast was fiction, the panic transformed into a riot, and the riot resulted in at least seven people dying, including <laughs> those of one of the guys' girlfriend and nephew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then they burned something, right? I don't know if they... I guess they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the offices, whatever. But the local newspaper participated in the hoax by publishing false reports um, of, the, of the UFO in the days preceding the broadcast, and they were... They, <laughs> The, both of the offices that for that uh, that had that paper and um, that oh, broadcast yeah. were burned to the ground <laughs> by, by aliens. Oh, by by, by aliens or writers and say it could be aliens. Is, yeah. it, is it called in Spanish? Is it Guerra de los Mundos? Is that War of the World? Is that what that is? Is that war? That could be right. Probably. I think it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. And then you translate yeah. it back, and it's like Earth fight. <laughs> <laughs> If we had an email address, people would email us and correct us. So. Yeah. Cool. We have an email yeah. address. Earthfight at oh, Earthfight. Show, show at researchanddestroypodcast.com. <laughs> Send me your thoughts. All nice, nice plug. Yeah. All 
show uh, at incorrect.com. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, so, not, just so tell us on Facebook. Go ahead, Adam. Basically, the, uh, <laughs> the, the whole broadcast thing was legit. Just the scope of it and how many people complained about it was um, reducing numbers from what the original thought, which was like millions of people. Right. They thought and they made it, it sound like the whole country was panicking. Yeah, melting down, was tearing like, itself apart. It was probably like in the tens or hundreds of thousands, maybe of people that listened to it. But out of that subset, even a smaller portion of them wrote letters, blah, blah, blah. Some, someone tried to sue them for like 50 grand for a long time because they said that they had like almost had a heart attack or something. And they were just like, <laughs> no. And, and eventually they just ended up dropping it like years <laughs> down the line. That's not how lawsuits work. No. <laughs> it was like emotional it's trauma really or something. The like, no, By the way, 50 grand in 1938 is $7 billion nowadays. <laughs> Billion. I love over exaggerating. <laughs> it's eight hundred and ninety thousand dollars now. Oh come on, oh. Justin! Nobody asked you to actually find the real number. You ruined my joke. I calculated it. <laughs> Boom, got it. He went on the internet. I yeah, I did. Justin. Still a lot though. It's nine hundred thousand dollars almost. I mean, I would take it. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. For all my yeah, so faux heart attacks. <laughs> so attacks, that happened, and attacks. I guess now it is once in a while they will they will replay it once in a while, kind of like uh you know. Uh, the room or whatever, like it's kind of like a cult classic yeah, type of thing following. once in a while. Yeah, it's got yeah. like a following behind it, which is pretty cool. Um, and is this cool? I like that. I yeah. listen to it. It's, it's, so it's you, What did you find it's it on YouTube cool. or something, Adam? Yeah, yeah. it's on YouTube. They no have shit. a trend. They have mm-hmm. it up there. It's like old time and radio. Down is it? Like, but it's pretty past cool. copyright now. It must be right. Like seventy five years is copyright. That's is that really? Go. That, that's when things go public domain. Oh, okay. Then yeah. Then yeah. So maybe that's how they get it. That's awesome. Yeah. So you got Maybe more stuff, so. Adam, or should I start wrapping nope. this bad boy? That is right. that is it for me. Appreciate. It. That's interesting. Yeah. So, John, um, aliens. You have have you you've mm. heard the or you've stated the seven in- types of close encounters. You've heard about uh. Uh, ancient astronaut theory and the War of the World in quotes panic. <laughs> uh, what do you think? What do you think about aliens? I'm still fifty fifty. Like I think okay, is it? It makes sense. There's are so many planets, so many solar systems, so many stars. There's got to be other life in the universe. The other fifty percent of me is like, has it come to Earth? That's pretty egotistical to think that it, it's shown up here, like mm-hmm. for us. You know what I mean? Like it had to have shown up for us. We're so special, right? Like it had to. Mm-hmm. Like wh- where's the most awesome life in the universe? It's Earth. Oh, we have to go there. You know what I mean? I, I heard yeah. they're doing awesome stuff uh, there on Earth. You know what I mean? But like you said um, before, they could be lazy. <laughs> like we have the ability to use light speed but do we need to go to earth i mean seriously you know what well, I mean? but even light speed um, still takes i mean you know a long at time lights yeah. right yeah you'd have to so you have, have to, to break light speed basically you have to break light speed yeah For so travel. even with that being said um there are other things that make i mean you mentioned the nazca lines the nazca lines make me think that there's something i mean that's made by a civilization that is so ancient that did not have the things that we have now we could easily if we wanted to make those lines now even though we had no motivation to do it do it right we, we could do it it's not a, it's not a problem we just map it out and we put lines in the thing it's a big it's, middle it's, finger for elon musk <laughs> it's true dude i it's would true. not be surprised like i mean people would get together and make the world's biggest pizza or whatever so they could do that yeah it's true but the world's biggest pizza like wh- why are you doing it like like the world's biggest pizza is just something why would you even ask that now. question well, <laughs> But those people back then, those ancient peoples, were making those Nazca lines because they felt it was like imp- it was super important to them. I feel well, right, like they I were read doing somewhere this somewhere that they-, they use it to walk, like their ancestors walked the path of those lines. 
or something along those lines. Like that's one of the to, theories to get where so, I, their spirits, basically. I don't know. It's just yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it was still it, it was more important. It was it was important to them. Like that that's what they that's all they had. You know what I mean? Were, were those lines? Yeah, it was that and like surviving. You know what I mean? Like that's their only that was their form of like recreation. My point being is like there's 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 other life in the universe. There there is for sure. Whether it's come here yet, I don't think so. I don't think it's shown up yet. I, I I really don't. So yeah, true. It may in the future, and I look forward to it. And I hope they show up here and save us all. Here, let me actually. I, I, there was something I was going to talk about that I feel like I should talk about real quick. Do you guys have a second? Okay. Yeah. All okay. Right. All right. So um, I came across a thing that was talking about the potential impact of extraterrestrial contact. Like if it happened now. If it happened, what what would happen? Okay. Right. And so there's one of the there's a subsection in this thing that's about it's called post detection protocol because we are searching for extraterrestrial life. Always, yeah. You ever heard of SETI? S E T I. Oh yeah. So SETI SETI is a organization search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Gotcha. And it is or society, but it's uh, essentially it is a program that is analyzing radio signals because radio signals don't just come from our radio antennas like they just naturally occur from phenomena all throughout the galaxy. So mm-hmm. there's like a white noise. If you're, if you're reading radio signals, they're just a, a blanket of white noise hitting the earth all the time. But if you found a repeatable pattern that had like the markers that make it look like it was created on purpose, that's what you're looking for. So there's just Contact. all this. Right. So there's just tons of data coming in. And um, I, there used to be, and I don't know if there still is, you can run a program on your computer to basically almost like um, a torrent, download small pieces of this data, use your local computer to crunch it, and then send the crunch data back in, right? Like analyze the, the signal. And you don't, it's not like you're, you just, it's something you run on your computer in the background. Like in the 90s, it was a thing. Or whenever cable modems first started becoming a thing. Yeah. And you download this little program that like, you know, runs in your taskbar or whatever in your tray by your clock and just runs in the background all the time, crunching data. And so thousands of people across the world are all have built this huge computer, supercomputer to crunch data for SETI. That might, oh, still, be, that might still be available, actually. I don't know. But it's but it's you're doing your part because, you know, for them to have that kind of computing power would be very expensive. It makes sense. But for us to you download a cheap program that like uh, distributes the, the the computation out, sends you a small piece, your computer crunches it, sends back the processed part over and over and over again, small pieces over and over again. It's and it's almost no impact on your computer. Right. Yeah, that's how um, torrents work. Right. Exactly. I want to do my part. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Look into it. Uh, I don't remember if they still have that or not. But anyway, so. There is post. There's the the Declaration of Principles of Activities for Following the Detection of Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Jesus Christ, it was created by SETI <laughs> and a bunch of other people approved by blah blah blah. I'm going to read you the Declaration of Principles. So any person or organization detecting a signal should try to verify that it is likely to be of intelligent origin before announcing it. So you're not just like we found aliens. Up, oh, just kidding. The okay. discoverer of the signal should, for the purposes of independent verification, communicate with other signatories of the declaration before making a public announcement. And should also inform their national authorities. It's serious. Yes. Once a given astronomical observation has been determined to be a credible extraterrestrial signal, the astronomical community should be informed through the Central Bureau for Astronomical Telegrams, whatever the fuck that is, of the IAU (laughs) and the Secretary General of the United Nations and various other global scientific unions should also be informed. Following confirmation of an observation of extraterrestrial origin, news of the discovery should be made public, and the discoverer has the right to make the first public announcement. Basically, if you're the one that finds it, you get to be like, check this shit out, right? <laughs> I hope so. Right. Yeah. 
All data confirming the discovery should be published to the international scientific community and stored in an accessible form as permanently as possible. Should evidence for extraterrestrial intelligence take the form of electromagnetic signals, the Secretary General of the International Telecommunications Union should be contacted and may request that in the next ITU weekly circular to minimize terrestrial use of the electromagnetic frequency band in which the signal was detected. Because we use a lot of electromagnetic signals in so our communication. We have future mm -hmm. rules set up for if we actually contact aliens. Yeah, they, I mean, that's, they're searching for it, so they should be like, well, what are we going to do when we, if we ever find it? Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's just... So this is more about you... detecting their signal, not encountering aliens. Yeah, uh, okay, all right, okay. So, like, um, first kind. So neither the discoverer nor anyone else should respond to an observed extraterrestrial intelligence. <laughs> so, like, don't respond back if you get a signal. I mean, like, how do you tell someone that? Okay, well, that's part hey, seven. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't respond just yet, sir. <laughs> Fucking Earth, rude. Destroy them. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, so they basically, it requires an international agreement, which is under a separate procedure. And mm -hmm. the SETI Permanent Committee of the IAA and the Commission, blah, 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 uh, should continually review procedures regarding detection, basically, is the last point. Um, but there are a couple scenarios with which we might contact aliens, right? We might contact a friendly civilization. Hopefully. So many yes. The thought that a highly advanced civilization might teach humanity such things as uh, a physical theory of everything, how to use zero-point energy, or how to travel faster than light, right? Zero-point energy? Yeah, that one's cool. I've never even heard of that. Uh, if you've ever seen, um, what's it called? The Incredibles? That's what the yeah. bad guy in The Incredibles uses zero-point energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's something with quantum mechanics where you basically uh, – or maybe that's stored kinetic energy. I don't know. It's very cool, but it's hard to understand. <laughs> okay. Right. But so like uh, – oh, oh, oh. So this is something else that I saw. So I'll, I'll continue through civilizations. I know this is like a fourth segment. No, it's fine. It's Whatever. Yeah. Um, I saw this thing that was like there's a couple of reasons why maybe we haven't discovered life yet. Right, like because we haven't discovered. Right, while well, we have, why, why, here are some reasons to explain explaining why we haven't yet. Because based okay. on probability of the size of the universe that we know and how many things are out there, like there should be life out there, right? Yes. Like statistically, it is unlike it is more likely that we are not alone than we are alone. So the chances mm. there are definitely life out there according to probability or statistically. Um, yeah. One of the big reasons that they say there's something called the Great Filter. And it's this concept that their reason we haven't been contacted by extraterrestrial life, even if they have, you know, an intelligence and advanced technology is literally there are reasons that they can't. Cultures don't survive long enough is one of the reasons, perhaps, or that the technology to get here from wherever they are literally cannot be made. It's not possible. Hmm. Right. It's depressing. Right. But, and, yeah, but, that's, okay. but yeah. like, you know, so yeah. like, why haven't we heard from them? Because literally... Faster than light travel doesn't exist. Tough. Maybe. Yeah. Or cre living organisms can't travel that kind of speed or distance. You know, or maybe I don't know what it is. Something in space. You know, who knows? There's, there's a, they call it the great filter to explain away all reasons why. The great filter is kind of a the great buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, so here's an idea. So there's a guy named Alan Tuff. This is about friendly civilizations. He's a futurist. Suggested an extremely advanced extraterrestrial civilization recalling its own past of war and plunder and knowing that it possesses super weapons that could easily destroy it uh, would be likely to try and help humans rather than destroy them. He identifies three approaches that a friendly civilization might ha take to help humanity. 
Intervention only to avert catastrophe. This would involve occasional limited intervention to stop events that could destroy human civilization completely, such as nuclear war, war or asteroid impact. So the idea is they're sitting back watching us until we're about to be like, you know what? Fuck the Russians. Beep. And then they come in yeah. and they're like, stop it. Or they blow up a <laughs> meteorite in space or asteroid in space. Uh, advice and action with consent. So the idea is under this approach, uh, the extraterrestrial would be more closely involved in terrestrial affairs. Hashtag seventh kind. Um, True that. Yeah. Uh, basically working with world leaders and acting with their consent to protect against danger. And then the third type is forcible corrective action. Basically being they would they could require humanity to reduce major risks against its will. So essentially dictatorship <laughs> for our own good. Yeah. Well, see, see, my thing is like, why, like, like, why would they feel the need to step? Like, why do they care about us? You well, know what I mean? I mean, why do they knows, have to care? That's, that's not, that's not saying they would. That's just saying in the occurrence that they were a friendly civilization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause like what, you know, uh, the sanctity of life, who knows? Because they mm-hmm. want to study us. And if we wipe ourselves out, well then what? All yeah, their, gra- can, all their grant can. funding dries up and. <laughs> they have grant funding. Yeah. They, yeah. they can't like probe our butts if we're all dead, basically. Yeah. Right. And like that's like literally their right. favorite thing. Everybody knows that. <laughs> that and drawing (laughs) alien penises in our corn mazes (laughs) look guys a spider do you like us now (laughs) (laughs) okay well that didn't do it for you what do you think of this hummingbird fellas (laughs) awesome hummingbird please probe my butt (laughs) (laughs) hashtag great filter um so hostile civilizations is kind of the um premise for a lot of sci-fi movies more than uh, although yeah. friendly civilizations um have you ever seen the movie arrival i think we've talked about it on here before yes arrival's have good have you seen that yeah arrival? no but you told me about it and i, it's I know on about it yeah something it might have been on netflix it may not be anymore but amazon yeah. i think yeah 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 whatever it is check it out it's a good sci-fi movie that isn't about yeah. like pewing it's well um, <laughs> yeah pewing uh, so basically, plenty of science fiction films talk about humans successfully repelling alien invasions, but scientists more often take the view that an extraterrestrial civilization with sufficient power to reach Earth would be able to destroy human civilization with minimal effort. <laughs> they would. I mean, yes. No, it, it, it makes sense. They would. Yeah. But do uh, they have to? Like, what's the point of destroying Okay. Well, this is not, not talking about why or why they aren't friendly or not. This is saying if they show up and they're not friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Essentially, if they showed up, if operations that are enormous on a human scale, such as destroying all major population centers on a planet, uh, bombarding a planet with deadly neutron radiation, or even traveling to another planetary system in order to lay waste to it may be important tools for hostile and totalitarian civilization, right? If that's their, mm-hmm. that's their whole focus is conquering worlds, then they've got the fucking tools for it, obviously. They mm-hmm. do, yeah. You know, they're not showing up like, well, God, I hope uh, Randy Quaid doesn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Quaid, whatever Quaid right, it is. Boys. It, it, it's Randy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shitter's full. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, got him. Um, seen, they seem national in his Christmas vacation. So, <laughs> so Carl Sagan believed though that um, a civilization with the technological prowess to like reach the stars, come to Earth, must have transcended war to be able to avoid self destruction. I'm kind of on his side when it comes to that. Actually, yeah, I, I, I feel like you have to be. <sighs> You have to be friendlier to your fellow people to actually be able to produce technology that can take you beyond your fellow people. I don't know. That's where I am. I, I could be wrong, but yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, by the time, like the other idea is that at some point, by the time we get 
make contact, like we're basically meeting someone that's at the same level as us. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. Right. They're not more advanced. Maybe. They're not less. They're kind of comparable. I mean, you know? I'm ready to mix our DNA immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Adam wants to get to the fifth kind. Adam wants to jump kind. to like, yeah, he wants to get to like the seventh kind like immediately. Yeah. Seventh kind lounge. Let's get it. Let's get yeah. this going. I don't even want to do the fifth one where we talk. I just want to get the displacement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to keep going, but I don't want to like skip like dinners and wine and like four. The aliens do. That's not even one of the steps. (laughs) Step three is see them. Step four is get abducted. (laughs) Step five is talk to them. There's nothing in there. I like how they kidnap them before they talk to them. Like most of the times you have to like talk to a girl, communicate, get to know each other. That's that's a barbaric human ritual. It's, no, it's what get them in your had car first. Yeah. yeah step <laughs> one, it's inefficient. We're trying yeah, to re- procreate a species here and consume yeah. all of our natural resources. So there's famine. Is that what's let's ethical? Do, let's do it and do it now. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down this podcast, guys. Um, How dare you? I'm sorry. This was I thought so this easy. was a cool uh, cool topic. Yeah. I liked it. Interesting Agreed. spectrum of things. Please check us out. Thanks for listening. First of all, um, please. please <laughs> please check us out on on social media um at facebook.com slash research and destroy podcast you can find us on the web at research and destroy podcast.com and if you want to contact us you can contact us on facebook it'd probably be the best place you can message us on there uh we do respond and uh, you can get all of our episodes on apple podcasts google play stitcher spotify and if you liked any of these episodes go to any of those places and rate us five stars thanks goodbye humans thank you very much Earth. All right, thanks. <laughs> Earth out. It's your story now. You you, you decide what is right.